You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone and welcome to the premiere episode of the 2021 Dragon Con Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting, of course, with director Mike Faber. Can't believe that we're starting this thing already. It's way too early. You know, I'm still in my pajamas. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I can't believe I said the words 2021 and meant it. Like, it's just hard for me to believe it that it's here, finally. And yet it's so weird that it is. we're in 2021. Well, you know, Very 2021 s- always seemed like it was the future. And, you know, I think we're <laughs> slipping into the past sometimes. The, the future is now. Uh, Darren Noel is also here with us. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, sir. How goes things? Oh, things go. Things go. <laughs> As the pandemic goes, so goes the days of our lives, eh? Yeah, that's so, true. You know, I'm waiting that... for uh, the psychologist in town to be possessed by a devil and then kill half the cast off. And there's, there's your deep cut for tonight, kids. (laughs) The fun's not over. Uh, Mm -mm. Jen Adams is here as well. Oh, wait, should I still call you Jen Adams? Cause you've changed. Well, you're you're not, you're not going to be able to pronounce my new last name. Yeah, Jen Adams is fine. Um, I would (laughs) say challenge accepted, but, um, not on this show. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we, we, we do have, are people, have people got their (laughs) drinking game started already? <laughs> We're starting with the hosts now. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us this year. Of course, I'm proudly representing day three hundred and fifteen of wearing pajama pants in the house. Oh, nice, nice. Well, not everywhere, just ha- everywhere, wearing Pretty pajama everywhere, pants yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Mike Faulkner with us. Hey, and not to uh, not to panic anybody, but we're coming up on 200 days, so you know. Ooh, you know what? <laughs> under normal under normal circumstances, <laughs> I'd be like, "Holy crap, really?" Right. <laughs> but but in 2021, you're like, uh, maybe. What does that What does that even mean? Right. <laughs> Wait, also, it still seems we'll so call far Vegas away. And get the odds later in the <laughs> I, as, I, as of this recording, it's 218 <laughs> days, 19 hours, 39 minutes, and 12 seconds. Not that we're counting. No. no. <laughs> exactly. The the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Thanks to the events of last year, I don't know what days are anymore. I don't know what hours yeah. already mean. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't register with me. I have no idea concepts of time anymore. Yeah. I didn't even know that we were supposed to start recording this this month. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how that's how weird it is. Um, but thank you for being with us. Uh, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, and there's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page. Uh, the ESO Network also has a Patreon page for support help. Mike, do a little bit more about that. 
Oh, sure. It would be great if you guys could help support the ESO Network Patreon. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. For as little as a dollar a month, you too can help support the ESO Network. And with that donation, you get access to new podcasts 48 hours early. You get exclusive material. Exactly. Exactly, including the show, but also you get exclusive material like the brand new ESO Board Silly podcast, which is going to be celebrating uh, coming up on its tw- for one year anniversary, actually. And that's Ooh. exclusive completely to the ESO network. And it is also, you know, you can get some swag. You also can become a co host like Jen, you know, by becoming a. <laughs> Patron. And, you know, it's just the different <laughs> levels. We have four levels right now. We have the dollar level. We have the $5 level, the $10 level, and the $15 level. So, you know, it, any little bit helps, folks. We don't ask for a Wait, are you saying I bri- bribed my way? No, we loved you from the very first time we met you, hon. It's always <laughs> a good thing. It just helped that you were a patron. So, And the check clears every month, so it's okay. Yeah, so we're, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> So, yes, you too could become a patron of the ESO Network, and we would really appreciate it. And all you have to, like we said, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. And we do really appreciate it. We know a lot of pa- our current patrons have come to us via this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Exactly. Um, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Ooh, wait a minute, i got to take a rest. Okay, and uh, Amazon Music. We want you to be I part of I also want this- to throw in there, too, real quick. Okay. Sorry. Yes, there's another thing to add in. Um, a lot of people over the years have known us that we ha- were part uh, originally a part of the or station one feed, but we're not anymore. We have our own feed also now on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you can find good podcasts, the DragonCon Report is there. So just look up DragonCon Report now, and you could find us up there. We're even on Pandora now and iHeartRadio. So it's pretty awesome where you know that we're up on all these places. And another bonus is there is now a DragonCon Report website. So if you type in dragonconreport.com, you can go all the way back to 2013 and listen to our past episodes. Ah, the good times. You know, <laughs> when there actually was a con, come on, you know, in person. So It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> no, uh, it's really appreciated. And all those sources, you can leave feedback and we encourage you to do so. Um, and... Like on the Facebook group and, and, and Instagram and Twitter, you, we want you to be part of the station. We want you to feel free to join us in the discussion. So please reach out to us. Now we'll get started with some news. There's not a lot of news, but I guess the biggest news is that there's not really a lot of news. Actually, just yesterday, uh, Tony Gowell of the DragonCon convention office posted the following. So let's put a great big, whoa there, Nelly, out there on all those folks making bets on if we will have an event this year. Am I doing a good Tony? Like I don't know. No, no, no. You are not. You're not even close, dude. No. Way too much to be Tony. All right, all right. I apologize. I apologize, Tony. Um, But uh, all right. So I'll continue. Um, We know everyone is anxious to get back to our annual family reunion. God knows we are. The official answer we have about DragonCon 2021, actually, that's hashtag DragonCon 2021, is that we are planning an event. 
on Labor Day weekend in our usual host venues. It is safe and in the best interests of our amazing community. We don't know what the event looks like yet. Speculating serves zero purpose other than to make people more anxious. When we know more, we promise you all will. We don't keep important information from you all, never have, never will. Just put out some positive vibes out there into the universe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and hope for the best. So that's the official, about as official as it gets for a response as far as what's going on with the Dragon Con office. Um, I don't think that's, that's any big surprise uh, to anybody. I mean, Dragon Con right now is scheduled uh, for Labor Day weekend this year. And uh, you can get memberships. Um, they are available as well. And I think the schedule of when those will increase and et cetera, et cetera, is all there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they're going to basically act like uh, and, and do business like there's going to be an actual event until such time as it is, is detrimental to do so. Um, I think, and I think that's absolutely fair, right? Oh yeah, I totally okay. think so. You know, it also depends on what the city of Atlanta is going to be doing. Truthfully, you know, you know, will do will they let big conventions start up again? Will they let you know people gather? Will they let them have a parade? You know, that's even a question. You know, it's all stuff we don't know yet. We don't know. And, you know, that's why Dragon Con is just going forward with acting like everything is going to go forward normally until they are told we can't, you know, pretty much, it seems like. Well, and it's also, they, it's, it's not like they can wait till the last no, minute to add guests or, you know, they still got, it takes takes a year or more <laughs> to plan an event, so. You mean Absolutely. you just want the, the third red shirt from episode 13? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, as we've seen, like, no matter what, you know, their constraints are, if Dragon Con has to happen or will happen, regardless, I think, you know, I think, and we'll talk about this a little bit later after the break, but um, I think we can say safely that uh, Dragon Con, you know, went above and beyond last year. Oh, and, yeah. With the constraints that they had, mm. right? So, For sure. Um, so I do know that one of the things that uh, was a result of last year and, and going into this year was I believe just about everybody who was offered a guest status uh, was offered uh, was, was was had a guest status for last year was offered that for this year as well. So I do know that some people um, and you can go to the website. Some people have already um, accepted that and are, are planning are listed on on the website as guests, uh, including director Mike Faber. Well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm returning as a guest. They basically just rolled me over from last year. So, you know, but thank you. I feel very honored. But Mr. Mike Gordon is up there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a no brainer for me. Um, when they when they asked me if I wanted to come back this year, you know, if it's going to happen, uh, I said, absolutely. Um, and there's plenty of other friends of the station that are included in that well as well. Um, so, you know, congratulations on that part. Um, let's hope that. Um, Let's hope that it happens. Um, So, and as more guests are going to be announced, and like you said, I doubt there's going to be any push to get big names until probably, you know, once the situation is a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I know, you know, there are cons that are scheduled to happen, and they are making announcements up to recently, uh, what was it, Pensacon in Florida 
was going to go through with it, but they had so many of their big name guests canceling, they had to pull, they had to close down mm. and everything. And they were scheduled for the end of February. Yeah. So. Now, I also know that just like the guest status, uh, in most of the host hotels, I think all the host hotels allowed their uh, folks to um, roll over to next year um, if they wanted to. And uh, I certainly did so. So uh, I am uh, right now booked for the Westin. Um, and uh, they also released, I think, some other rooms as well, but they quickly got snatched up. So as far as I know, there's no... There's no room at the inns, so to speak. <laughs> right? it's, no... it's always Hotel Hunger Games this time yeah. of year. So, oh yeah, there's no room at the uh, none of the overflows and yeah. unofficial. Despite overflows. the uncertainty of the event, uh, people are laying their cards that it's going to happen, and all the mm-hmm. rooms right now are booked. Now, could more rooms open up? Yes, I think they yes. will. Yeah, they will absolutely. not be leaving a light on for you, folks. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's not really, I mean, you'd have to call individual hotels to know or keep up with, uh, you know, the resources that we've already talked about as far as the um, hotel and transportation information. I don't know, Mike, have you, uh, and with the newbies group, Michael, have you seen any sort of talk about hotels or reservations or anything like that? Not a lot of, of, uh, I mean, not since the the host hotels started opening up a few blocks. And of course they got snapped up really quickly. The the biggest thing I can recommend is, you know, go ahead and get a room if you can, because most of those hotels, if if they have to cancel because of of COVID-19, they're going to go ahead and and more than likely refund your money or roll you over till next year. Um, And with, with the airlines, you know, it's just make sure you got a refundable ticket or or the insurance policy built into your ticket. You know, don't go for the the cheapest possible one because you might lose money, but, but, you know, right. make make sure that all your bases are covered, and and just like Dragon Con, you know, act like you're going to the con this year. You know, it's the safest exactly. bet. That's why I always mm-hmm. recommend people fly airlines like Southwest because they have a great cancellation process. Mm-hmm. And they they ended up ex- extending because a lot of us, you know, had to cancel our flights for last year, and they rolled it over into travel a travel fund account and it was originally supposed to expire at the uh, march this march and they've i think so far extended that by an additional six months because no one's traveling because our numbers are spiking right so i mean well i mean there's some people flying but i am not going to be one (laughs) of those there are some brave souls out there flying yes and god (laughs) god be with them but uh yeah not me (laughs) <laughs> and, and the airlines and the hotels are hurting so much that you oh, know, yeah. it's it's important to them to keep these customers happy. So they'll do whatever they can to, to make sure that they keep your business so that when things come back to whatever yeah. this new normal is going to be, you're still there for them. Absolutely. Um, I just checked, and the price of the five-day membership for DragonCon currently is $115. So. Oh. Um, that is going to, I haven't seen the dates. They haven't published the dates yet. I don't think, but of when they, uh, you know, uh, almost every quarter they bump up uh, another 10, $20. So it's still so a it's bargain always, folks. It's a bargain. Absolutely. They, they, and they've waited that it usually by now would have already bumped up, but they're, I'm pretty, they're probably going to wait a lot longer than usual before. And you know, if, I would if assume. it turns out like they did last year, they'll roll that over as well. I think yeah. memberships so have rolled over. So if you have a 2020, you have a 2021 already. Yes. So, you know. Yeah. 
Unless you specifically said, mm-hmm. yeah, I want true. a refund. I wonder how many people did that. And just kidding. We'll never know that. <laughs> <laughs> the world. <clears throat> I don't I don't know anyone I don't yeah. know anyone personally. The world did. doesn't know how many people so, are at Dragon Con anyway, so how would we know that <laughs> that subset? You know, that's I also uh, suggest going to the Dragon Con store. I mean, they, you know, due to the fact that and last year, like, look, no matter what, ha- even the event didn't go on, but still uh, Dragon Con lost a lot of money. Uh, I think we can all oh, agree yeah. on that. And and uh, so any support that you can offer, uh, I would encourage you to do so. And the merchandise store is still open. They still have a lot of like great merchandise, pins, lanyards, uh the sleeping baby dragon plush uh, <laughs> was awesome. Um, I, I love and, mine. Uh, magnets and badge holders and luggage tags and all that kind of stuff. They've got t-shirts. I don't know if they have the, oh, they still have the Derek Yanniger ones too. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, those are great shirts. Great design shirts. They got hoodies and everything else. So I would suggest, you know, checking out the store and, and buying some merchandise because they could always could use that. And they, I think they've also started selling lithographs of like past badges, artwork on those. And that's pretty nice. I didn't know they were doing that. That looks great actually. Um, so if you want to look at what past, uh, badges look like, or you just like the artwork, you can buy uh, lithographs of that artwork, uh, at the store too. So awesome. As Tony said, there's no sense in trying to figure out what's going to happen next year. So we're not going to spend a lot of time doing that. No, we're not going to do a lot of guesswork here. Uh, but what we are going to do, I, I thought this was going to be, you know, since it's, uh, fresh in our minds from, from last year. And there is the potential for them to still continue to have uh, virtual content for this year. I thought it would be a good idea to just recover and, and cover, review what they did last year, as well as what improvements or, you know, anything else that, that we can suggest um, that we noticed from last year that might be an improvement this year. So we're going to do right that with the group right after this break. My name is Mark McCrane. I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last era of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com. And listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. And we're back. Okay, so last year, we all know, Dragon Con went virtual. And uh, I think, and I think uh, the consensus is that it was pretty successful. Um, they, over the 30 specialized programming tracks, they offered more than 650 hours of live and pre-recorded programming. And they streamed that to folks in 49 different countries, at least, from Canada, New Zealand, from Argentina to Japan, not to mention all across the U.S., um, and in addition to the official programming that they had on DragonCon TV, all the fan tracks had their original content on their social media platforms as well. So it was huge. Um, I don't, they, the, they're kind of hush, you know, surprise, surprise. DragonCon is hush, hush on the exact numbers, <laughs> but, um, 
they did say something about i did see here where i think over uh, it was it was it was way more than uh, actual in-house convention would be mm-hmm. um they said that the virtual event was accessed more than 600,000 times um sparking more than 40,000 conversations on discord alone and i think uh I think it's safe to say the Dragon Con last year reached out to more people than ever uh, because they were free mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, because you didn't have to actually go to the event. Um, one of the things that I was very happy about was that um, they still offered dealers, artists, uh, comic independent folks like myself spots on a virtual marketplace um, more than $200,000 in merchandise was sold during the weekend as well. Um, and I will say that it was, it was not ideal, but I actually did better. I sold more books virtually than I did in person the year before. Wow. So, good. I know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I was really happy that they offered that option. So, um, and I, personally uh participated in a lot of panels uh live and uh recorded pre-recorded also watched a lot of content as well and uh it was i i thought it was great i thought there was a you know there was a few hiccups here and there but i thought overall it was great um now uh michael michael faulkner i know that um on your website creative criticality you did a review of the event as well and um suggested that there was uh uh well there's some things that would be that they could improve but before that you were very praiseworthy as well right yeah i was and and the big reason for that was that they they were able to number one put on an event in the middle of a pandemic when you know eighty thousand plus of us could not actually travel to it but there's also the the um the feat there that they they accomplished of, of putting together in you know a very short amount of time they, you know, everyone, you know, had their programming ideas and then they said, okay, we're not doing this live. We're doing this virtually. And they, and everyone was like, okay, change course and right in, right in the gate and get everything set up. It was really good to see that, you know, how quickly our community responded to that, to, to put on a show. And it, it like you said, it broke a lot of records and, and it made a lot of, uh, of traction mm-hmm. online. So. And in addition to the con itself being very creative uh, with their uh, solution, I really responded to how creative folks were with adapting to the changes as well. Um, I think case in point, the virtual parade was uh, outstanding. Um, I thought that it was, was one of my favorite things. Uh-huh. It was pretty. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, the folks, um, if you weren't, if you didn't happen to see it, um, I think you still can. Uh, actually, most of the content you still can, I believe, watch on DragonCon TV as well as uh, through the the YouTube channel and all the panels, uh, all the tracks that had panels as well. I think most of that is still available through whatever social media that they were uh, were putting it on, uh, and. Um, but yes, uh, you know, in order to have a virtual parade, they requested folks that had signed up for the parade, the usual groups, to submit videos of themselves uh, walking outside and, and doing stuff. And, and they, you know, they edited that all together in a nice uh, program with complete with co- live commentary, I believe. And it was uh, it was really fun. Uh, I there was a lot of creativity in those video clips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually uh, hung over during the parade, so it looked the same to me. <laughs> uh, no matter where I am, it's like, oh, look. 
they're walking. I'm going to sit here and enjoy my mimosa. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually running off to the puppetry museum. That's a good tip. I mean, it, it has worked great yeah. <laughs> every year. It's, a, it's also a great time to try to get to the dealer's room. Yeah, uh, usually that's the first, other good tip because go to the uh, everybody else is watching the parade. You can slide in there and and get some do some shopping. Yeah, but just don't try to go across Peachtree Street no. at that time. Dude, you got to yeah. be across Peachtree before yeah. that parade hits. So take the yep. habit trail. Yep, yep. That's that's why uh, Saturday morning I'm usually you know down in one of the track rooms waiting for for the time to roll around. I actually, go to my next panel. I got to be on because it's like, I'm I'm not getting anywhere after yeah. ten. So. No, exactly. <laughs> or either that, or you're cursing Joe Crow. What the hell did he yeah. have here at eight thirty? Why am I? Why am I at a Monday morning eight a.m. panel, Joe? Why am I? <laughs> Any day of the con at eight a.m. Hello. <laughs> I think actually, speaking of that, uh, just as an aside, I think Joe and Gary specifically did a live 830 panel uh, last year just to keep mm-hmm. that tradition going. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> yes, they did. Michael, did I you did participate not see in that? I, I did not see it either. <laughs> I, I caught it later because I, you know, being home during Dragon Con, there was no way I was being up at 830. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But but since in miracles of YouTube, you can actually watch it later. So we sat down and watched, you know, a good portion. It was of it so later on. weird being home Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. strange. This was the first time in almost what fifteen years that I was home on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, well, Dragon Con's only been Labor Day weekend for has it been ten, fifteen, something like that? Right? No, every year I've gone, it's been Labor Day. It's, when it's first been on Labor Day weekend for about 20 years, I think. Wow. I, yeah. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, it used when to I... be in May, and then it switched to August, but right. not Labor Day weekend August, and then it, yeah. I do so. remember a few years, that when I got here in 94, it was during the summer. Yeah, that was and, the early time. The, um, the first, the then before. the next few years, it was, <laughs> I think in one year, it was even over the course of 4th of July, because I remember it was also um, uh, with the... It was it was competing against the peach tree. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when I first started going to Dragon Con, Dragon Con technically didn't start till Friday evening mm-hmm. when I first started. So you know that's many years ago. So you know now it starts some for some people it starts on Sunday before. So <laughs> I feel like part yeah. of me is still waiting in line to get my registration yeah. for nineteen ninety four. My my passes. Those Your heart were, will always be outside the Sheraton. Those, those lines were so long. Oh man! And you had to wait like three, four, five hours. It was. Crazy. I almost was expecting it to be one of the tasks in Ready Player Two or something. <laughs> <laughs> was, was waiting for your badge at Dragon Con. I mean, the worst part about waiting for registration back in the day was the guy who would hand you the bottle of water for six dollars, and then you're like, I gotta pee. <laughs> I, I'm still a mile and a half away from registration, and I gotta be. This is not going to end well for anybody near me. Yeah, there's three wraps around <laughs> the Sheraton that I have to yep. go still. <laughs> I'm like, don't get the water, don't, but I'm thirsty. I don't care. Don't get the water. It's um, 89 degrees out, but I don't get the water. Don't get the water. Don't so, do it. Uh, yeah, so that's not a thing anymore, and nobody had to do that last year, obviously. Um, but. Uh, 
so yeah, I I think the parade is a good example. The masquerade, I do believe they did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, entries uh, submitted were submitted virtually, and I think some yes. of those were pretty spectacular as well. Oh yeah, there was some yeah, beautiful there was, stuff. There was some great yeah. great segments. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one I missed because uh, I'm not. Um, I don't think I, I went. I meant to watch that later. I go back and watch that later, and I th- yeah. don't think I. Did. Oh, and also bravo to you know the folks who run DragonCon TV yes. for how quickly oh, yeah. they got they got an app together for TiVo and Apple and a couple of the other, you know, places. It was very well done and came in so handy. I mean, I mean, DragonCon TV should get the Dragon Award this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like all the awards. All yes. the awards for them. All of them. They are all EGOTs they, as well, far as but, I'm concerned. Plus, with them, most of the DC TV staff was also part of the Discord boards and not only, you know, had they thrown an app together and did a great job with programming, but they were reacting in real time to discussions from Discord and Facebook and popping up new memes that Dragon, the DragonCon people had created and jumping in and being part of in-jokes. And uh, so it was really cool to see just – it's the first time we saw such a direct response from mm-hmm. the con itself in regards to mm. the fandom. Yeah, the response was – You know, like, like, like the year before where we had Conjon, <laughs> you know, and just – you slowly saw pictures of FedEx going around the con and heard stories afterwards, like this year, you know, with the cult of Chad. Yeah, I, think, and, I think the worst job. Uh, 36 yeah. dozen eggs. You know, that, you had the worst job that year was FedEx's social media manager going, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with the responsiveness from, from the DCTV guys because uh, I think the first day the Roku app was, was broken. Like it wouldn't show the fan track channel mm. at all. And, uh, you know, I, I posted on the on the Facebook group, you know, hey, is is the fan track available for, for the Roku? And like, wait, it's not on. Hang on a second. And with, <laughs> you know, Roku is notoriously slow to, to, to update apps mm. anyway, so it took them a little while to get it up there. But they were like, we've transmitted the, the, you know, the update. It's, it's in Roku's hands. And sure enough, you know, the next day it was ready to go. You know, they were, they were on the ball of making sure that everything was, was as functional as it could be. They just be. reversed the power couplings through the deflector shield. and <laughs> Reverse the polarity? <laughs> oh, always. Always with the polarity with those guys. Always. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them got even less oh, sleep. Uh, totally. Oh, God, yeah. Virtual totally. Con than they did. And less, con. like, around you energy to keep you awake. Because, you know, they were all in their own homes doing all that stuff remotely, right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and in different, in different oh, yeah. time zones, too. The other thing, like, Brian was up in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the staff was in Georgia. So Portland's Brian was having a place? He was saying, wow. Yeah, he was having was just get a up at, like, show. five in the know, morning. Right? <laughs> He was having to get up at like five in the morning to do the. Yeah, that the that was the show. hardest part about mm-hmm. being at home at con is how do you recreate the con in your place, right? So we all have our geek stuff out, so it all looks like a dealer's room has exploded all over our living rooms and our bedrooms normally, right? So I just said, okay, I've had like five and a half buckets of rum, we'll call it that, and I just went to my um, HVAC uh, door, and I just stood there for ten minutes. And then I went, ding, and I opened the door. I'm like, oh, I can't get in. 
And I closed the door again. <laughs> and I did that about three or four times until I was like, oh, finally, my bedroom. I can go to bed now. Thank you. Hey, I was back in the Hyatt. It worked. I, I, I walked around the house for, you know, five laps before realizing, I don't want to see this panel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I saw reports of some people, you know, really doing the, doing it like they would have each room of their house or apartment be a different hotel. <laughs> so they would, you know, the kitchen, of course, was the food court area. Um, and I, whatever room the Hyatt was, was the, they played like, you know, the Hilton, they played like really obnoxious music loudly. <laughs> um, hey there, Dragon People were, you know, getting dressed up costume wise and, and watching it and everything like that. Uh, I do know that the main uh, way that people were, the community was sharing was Discord. Um, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the risk of sounding like an old fart, I couldn't, I couldn't get into Discord. <laughs> I, could, I, I tried a few times and I just was like, I don't really understand this. So, uh, you know, uh, I let the kids to it. So. The Discord is, is still it? going oh, too. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think- yeah. You, you gave them a toy. They're going to play. With it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. That's a different panel at Dragon Con, I think. <laughs> so, so tell me about the Discord experience. Uh, was that uh, did it in any way, shape, or form like help take the the edge off of being a social activity? Uh, not. Uh, I, 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 no, it very much made it feel like you were randomly mm-hmm. running around in a crowd of your con peeps because. A, you just had people who were there with you being able to react to what you were seeing through the app, like <laughs> the random scary puppet show that kept playing <laughs> like every 30 seconds on one of the channels at late at night and it was nightmare fuel. And then people started terrorizing other people on the Discord app with it and turning it into a meme. And then it became a puppet war. Uh but at least you you have to be like, okay, is anybody else having like nightmares right now about this puppet? Uh, and people making instant jokes. So, so you still got a bit of bonding with complete nerdy strangers in real time. Because, I mean, the Discord certainly was faster than going to a Facebook mm-hmm. group and posting in the Facebook book group and waiting for comments to load. Like sometimes there were so many people responding to something that yeah, you couldn't, couldn't scroll fast it. enough yeah. to yeah. read. Yeah. But it, it certainly to me added to the excitement, especially when you were watching something live, like the parade the first time it aired, or like the costume contests, and you know, everyone's in there commenting. So it was it was kind of like you were sitting in the audience in one of the ballrooms and being able to react to it. So I think it definitely them adding it helped bring the sense of community together in a small way, you know, that we didn't get to have by being with 80 plus thousand people jammed into the hotel. Being in the Facebook group is more like being in the habit trails, waiting for the guy in the big costume to clear the area. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Move. Who who put their MoDOT costume in the habit trail? That is not where you want to be with that. No, go, go, go. But sometimes in the Discord, the messages were moving so quickly, it you was hard to follow. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. 
And that's when I started feeling my age, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, I, mean, I don't need, yeah. The, the Facebook group that let's all pretend we're at Dragon Con was pretty, was pretty happening as well. It was more, you could actually read it because it wasn't the constant scrolling of mm-hmm. the discord feed. And that helped, I think a little bit for more interaction, but the discord feed was hilarious. And probably still is. Yeah. God knows. I haven't logged into it for a while, so it's been a few weeks for me. But I mean, there's there's still egg <laughs> jokes. There's still there's still shoe Do people jokes. People still have like centennial uh, like as a sign over their bedroom and the grand ballroom as a sign in the living room. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody post about that. But I the, the last time I was on, I'm, I'm I spend most of my time in the international house ah, chat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Because uh, that's I that's hop. where, um, <laughs> yeah, that's where most of the I guess you say the, the Discord friends I made over Con Weekend. That's where I've I found most of them. Um, so it's just a and and they did shut down some of the other rooms. It's 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 about half the size the amount of rooms that there was during Con. So it's just it, to me I know I know if if I want to find the people I found funny. Uh, or talk to every day, like I know mm-hmm. they're going to be in that room at some point. So that's cool, and 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 probably much like the you know in person experience, probably ninety percent of them were drunk, right, while they were posting. <laughs> well, at, at least, especially at, at some of those when we were there at like midnight and later, and some of the creepier things would be airing on uh, mm. the channels. The things you'd only so, see in the bowels of the Hyatt, or mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> like there, there are far too many filkers in here for the quota. Okay, everybody, break it up, break it up. They they certainly did a great job of you know providing so much content that there was no way that you could take it all in in one weekend. <laughs> just like just like yeah. actual Dragon yeah. Con. Um, now. Unlike actual Dragon Con in person, you could you didn't have to make choices. Like if you wanted to, you know, if you were interested in two panels that happened at the same time, you could actually participate in both of those panels um, because you didn't have to watch them in real one in real time. Um, I actually had the distinction of being in two places at one time during Dragon Con, which I'd never thought would happen. You've tried so many times, Mister Mike. You really have. <laughs> He's been cloned. Yeah, has been cloned. <laughs> But yeah, God that was us all. You know, it's like, and I did more panels, I think, this year than I have probably in the last three or four years. I did something like seventeen this over the week. You didn't have the walking time, right? I mean, oh, I know, my steps when, were way down do, this when year. <laughs> when you're doing a panel for an hour and you don't have to spend an hour walking from the Westin to the 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 Hilton, yeah, Westin yeah. Hilton. That's that's a good hour walk during Dragon Con. Yeah, you know, either inside or outside. You know, oh yeah, you can you can actually like do more stuff. And a lot of it true. was pre-recorded, so you were we were mm-hmm. you know we were providing content before the weekend. So oh, yeah, that was uh, that was mm-hmm. pretty incredible. I tried to recreate because the one thing I thought was missing was in doing the panels, being a panelist and just being in a Zoom chat room or wherever with panelists was a lot different than being on a panel with an audience. Um, so in an effort to try to recreate that as much as possible, whenever even my pre-recorded panels aired, I tried to be online 
where they were airing, whether it was YouTube or Facebook or whatever, just so I could, if anybody was making comments, I could sort of interact with people. Oh, you had me worried there. I thought you had all your cats lined up for, as your audience. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were about to say I created a yeah, exactly. audience <laughs> with, with well, cardboard cutouts you. or something. And, well, I consider I consider all the voices in my head a pre-audience, like a pre-recorded uh, audience. So, um, no, I, I so there was actual people there. I know that actually. I think Jen and you and I talked uh, during the Tiki panel, pop art panel. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I liked really interacting with people that way. I thought that was, and plus you could, um, because of the technology, when you were watching a panel or, or certainly interacting on a panel, you could see how many people were tuning in. Mm-hmm. So you got an idea of how big or large your panel audience was, at least at that time when it was airing. Uh, so that was kind of nice. Um well, you know uh, that in person, don't you? When <laughs> you're in a panel room yes. for, for Joe yeah. Crow and it's 830 in the morning and it's 10 of you. Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think, you know, with Dragon Con, I haven't seen single digits or barely even double digit panel nah. attendance in a long time. Yeah, since the last time we did an Earth Station One panel, I think that was the last time. <laughs> Just the tumbleweeds. I, those eight thirty panels, they start off slow, but by nine thirty, it's it's a packed room. Yeah. I mean, so. Props to Joe for all that stuff. We we give you a hard time about waking up that early, Joe, or not going to bed sometimes in my case. <laughs> but, you know, cheers. Yeah, some, sometimes it looks like Joe didn't go to sleep. I, I have respect for all the uh, panel track directors, uh, track directors uh, that provided content, which was almost – which was all of them as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to do – I do have to give – you know, and I know that, uh, you know, we have an affiliation with them. But I, I do have to give Joe and Gary credit – because they were starting pre Dragon Con panels like two months before leading up to the event. So every Thursday, uh, you could see a panel, basically. Um, and then, of course, they had tons of programming during the weekend. And now, even con- continuing after the, the convention, they still every Thursday have a, have a panel, a virtual panel. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, they're, they're still doing it now, all yeah, the way they through. Are, they are keeping DragonCon mm-hmm. alive all year round, which I think is... Through the power of Manimal. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's actually... I, I called them out as, as some of the, VI, or the MVPs of, uh, of this year's DragonCon just because of... of you know, the like you said a couple of months beforehand, they're testing this mm-hmm. out. They are making sure that it would work, so that you know, come come the actual event, they could you know just blast it out there and, and be on top of it. And it's so much fun that they just keep doing it every mm-hmm. week now. Yeah, and and like you said, keeping that candle burning. One of the other things I found was interesting. I agree that the the audience interaction was missing because that's something I really rely on on a lot of these panels that I that I'm up on stage for. Um, is is kind of having that spontane- spontaneity from the audience, um, but they they did have sort of an idea with it that uh, I think it was through Streamyard they could pop up um, you know tweets or Facebook messages or whatever else that people were sending in and you could you kind of riff on those if you if they were available to you, but it, it just wasn't the same right you know it's it, like some some guy in the back throws out an idea and you're like let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, um, you know, not to call out any specific companies because we don't care, but, um, you know, obviously Zoom has done, <laughs> has made a tremendous headway and, and done a lot for like everybody during the pandemic. 
but I do, um, Steamyard was really impressive. I do have to say that those folks that were using Steamyard, I was impressed yeah. by that that program as well. Um, because of the interactivity that you could do there. Um, and it seemed like you had a little bit more leeway in terms of um, uh, the graphics and other things that you could do. So, um, but not to, not to slouch on Zoom because, uh, you know, a lot of us use Zoom. I use Zoom for my panel, my Tiki panel. And uh, the other bonus about doing that uh, virtually is that I could get people that don't usually go to Dragon Con to be on the panel. So I had a few artists and Tiki folks that, uh, that I was able to recruit um, because they don't usually go to Dragon Con, but yet we could still present um, during that panel. So that was pretty awesome. And I think, I think others took advantage of that as well, other uh, panel tracks as well. So um, that was pretty awesome. Um, but as far as like, you know, there were like some hitches maybe going forward. Look, I think no matter what happens this year, I think um, Dragon Con, it would be in their best interest to provide some, continue to provide some virtual content. Oh, yeah, um, very much so. So, um, uh, you know, exactly what that would look like, I don't know. Um, but I, I think it would be in their best interest. And I think there's an audience for it. And I, th- I think even audiences would would pay for it, too, to some extent. Um, uh, you know, to be part, if you can't go to Dragon Con in person, you know, pay a half fee or whatever you want, you know, a standard fee, maybe just subscribe to Dragon Con TV. Maybe it's just that, you know, and then you can participate. You can watch panels. Uh, you can watch the parade. You can watch certain things. Um, I think that would be, I think that's a great source of revenue, new revenue and reaching out to people. And I don't think it would, you know, for all those people who are like, oh, it's too crowded. I don't want to go. This is an option for them. And I don't think this would affect their numbers too much as far as, you know, oh. <laughs> a lot of, like I'm, I'm sure like in the 40,000 people are going to be like, well, I don't have to go now. So, you know, I, no, I, I think their numbers are going to go up. I mean, they opened up the con for free to anyone across the world to look at it. So they all got a taste of it. And for those folks who were really engaged by the programming, they're going to investigate. How do I get to Atlanta next year? Yeah. I, oh, I think yeah. you're going to see more people at Dragon Con when Dragon Con opens for a live event again than you ever saw before. Oh yeah. It's like people are going to be aching to go to an event. Oh yeah. Not just that, but it's also like a crack dealer. Just give them a little taste for free, you know, and now the second (laughs) time you have to pay my friends. Yeah. Here's a little Joe Crow. Oh, you want Gary? No, you got to pay for Gary. No, Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) that's what we always say though. You know, there's a, a lot of events that, you know, attempted to or did indeed go virtual over the past year but i think dragon con kind of blew everyone away with what they offered virtually uh so you know there's i know there's always been people who've never been to dragon con is like well why would i go there i go to san diego comic con or i live in this state so i go say i live in colorado i'm gonna go to denver comic-con if you've been to one comic-con you've been to a mall i don't need to travel across the country but now they they got to see just how what kind of sets dragon con apart in that you know the, the the programming has a focus and the fans have a focus and it's not to sell you the next big thing it's to celebrate our fandoms and our 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 love of the other attendees 
I think it'd be great, like when they return to an in public event, if you know, the, in the idea of keeping some of it uh, virtual for people who can't be there, having like a con cam set up in each hotel or even out on the street, just like showing you the crowd. So you can see like the spontaneous dance parties that break the out. The drum or, circle that just happens at 3 p.m. Yeah, or the mm-hmm. the gigantic robot costume that all of a sudden rolls into the into the main floor of a hotel and starts transforming into a car or something. Mm-hmm. Or Fulpen showing up with his remote-controlled stripper pole <laughs> dance thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then always sexy sax man pops up. It's always good. It's not con without hearing the first, you know, couple of bars of careless whisper on a sax. (laughs) It's not con. I have, if that does not happen to me, my con is ruined. I'm like, dang it. They should just be playing that in every lobby. (laughs) But just like the first minute of it, then it trails off. And then you can let the obnoxious DJ at the Hilton do his thing, you know, but (laughs) God love him, bless his heart. I think that was. Oh really yeah! Well as soon as I Jen. hear it, I go the opposite direction. It's okay. Uh-huh. I, I think that was really well put, Jen. And it's it's almost like if you go to other conventions, you're an attendee. But when you go to Dragon Con, you're part of a community. And for a lot of us, it's family. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think that's what hopefully you know, the Dragon Con goes virtual um, show to the world. That this is not just, yeah, San Diego went virtual and you could see, you could watch panels virtually. Uh, New York did the same thing. Wizard did a few shows that way as well. Other conventions did that too. But Dragon Con said, no, no, we want to, we're going to offer panels, sure. But we want to offer content and we want to offer things for the communities to participate and, i mean and how, yeah, there's like people don't want to sleep yeah. here we go 24 hours a day of Which program. Is, what the con mm-hmm. is right yeah. so for those of us who how do you duplicate 40 different tracks gaming rave dances all that in four days and squinch it down onto the internet and say here geeks enjoy they did an amazing job of it Oh, they did. They completely did. And I've heard, you know, experts in the field say compared to even what San Diego Comic-Con did, Dragon Con blew it away. Well, isn't and, San Diego like a – San Diego is like a 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. con, right? Because right. the center yeah. yeah. closes down. We don't but do that. Even, yeah. even virtually yeah. this year, yeah. what they did. Yeah. You know, Dragon Con was just, you know, light years beyond it. And <laughs> Sleep is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> you can sleep on yeah. Tuesday. I'm getting like, at my at your getting, desk at work. Dra- Dragon Con is actually <laughs> pretend we're all one-celled organisms and we all come together to join this gigantic amoeba and we ride the dragon all weekend and then at the end it's like party's over, boosh, and we all like explode off into our own directions at the end of it. That's we're Voltron. Yeah, that's what the dra- that's what Dragon Con is. <laughs> It's a bunch of us together for Ultra. five days, undulating through all the hotels, and then poof. Voltron with Concrete. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> We've always been on the CDC's hot list. Come on, that's that. That is not new to the pandemic. That that's been that way for a while. <laughs> yep. So a lot of benefits from uh, for attending uh, last year Dragon Con from the couch. Um, going forward. Um, uh, like I said, Michael, you had some improvements that you suggested. Um, what are some of 
the key ones that they should look at uh, going forward? Well, I noticed that the the main programming, the three uh, uh, streams that were available, the the main, the fan tracks, and the classics were all hosted on Vimeo. You could you could reach them through a a, um, a website, but it was basically a Vimeo feed. Um, and then if you wanted to go to any of the fan track stuff, you had to go to wherever they were hosting. And it was kind of, it was, it was very diverse. It was, you know, well, you go to this one channel for this, this other channel for that. And, and you kind of have to keep searching it out. The, the main grid was there for the three main tracks, but then, you know, there was a little hidden link inside the schedule to go find a very disorganized Google, you know, spreadsheet that had, uh, you know, where you could find everything else. I think going forward, uh, it would probably be a good idea to try to centralize that a little bit more. Like, you know, if you're, they're going to have an app, have a way to point to all the individual feeds if they can, and maybe try to keep everyone, you know, on something that's very accessible like YouTube, um, you know, so that it's, it's easy for people to navigate. Because I think, you know, especially if they open the gates for free and you got all these different people who are coming in for the first time, you don't want that barrier of, well, how do I find this? You know, it's it's make it a one-stop shop and have, have it easy for people to go find it. And it, it helps going forward too because say, you know, September, October, November rolls around. Someone's like, oh, I miss Dragon Con. Well, YouTube's keeping everything. Unless, it, unless you pull down the videos, they're there. And so someone could go back and watch you know, the things you had a conflict with or some new newcomer could say, oh, what's it about? And pull up something and look at it like, this looks like fun. I'm going to go buy a, a membership and be there next year. I think it would be a great idea to, to have something like that kind of housed in perpetuity so that people could find it and, and easily navigate it. I do think, and I agree, yeah, that hidden link in the program, in the PDF to get to the grid was it was something that I was like, oh come on, like that's right. that you can't, you know that that has to be easier. Um, I mean, it was it'd be a lot to ask for DragonCon TV to support thirty tracks of programming, um, but on the same token, at least the links to get those to those tracks should have been a lot easier to find, um, and. Yeah, it depended on the each track was it was their own decision, which I guess is good and bad. You know, each track was allowed to have the freedom to present how they wanted to and using whatever technology they wanted to and whatever streaming services they wanted to. But that made it difficult because, you know, even more difficult because you could, you know, if you wanted to see, you know, the sci-fi track, the classic sci-fi track. That was on YouTube. If you wanted to see the comics track, that was on Facebook only or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think some of them were on, I don't know, Twitch or something, right? Mike, Mike what you're saying is we needed a strong federal response to the situation <laughs> and, and, and not a state-by-state state reactionary response. Well, look, right. I'm not going to get all political on Dragon Con. So. I didn't say that. I, I did not use the word. <laughs> Oh, basically, there's, there just needs to be a fan track hub. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would yeah. be awesome if they could do that. That would make life yeah. a lot easier as opposed to trying to search out the right link for what you wanted to go see. And you the know? website already offers, you know, that to all the tracks anyway. So, I mean, you could incorporate that with the website already. It's just that you would have another an, another link maybe. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the – yeah, it is a it is a convention for fans run by fans. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of the a lot of the tracks do have a lot of leeway in determining like what website they use or what their preferred method of social media is, et cetera, et cetera. And like I I, I don't want to have force to dictate like uh, what they should do that they all need to use the same thing, you know. 
but it does make it easier, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it does make it easier. And if those fan tracks want to, you know, want to make things easier, they should make it, want to make it things easier for the fans to find them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And each fan track was doing hours and hours and hours and hours of quality stuff and uh, most of it was missed mm-hmm. by people yeah because yeah and we know they want more viewers too yeah, so. exactly and when yeah. you're at home like up to your elbows in buckets of run you're gonna forget about a panel if you can't access the list readily because oh, exactly. reading is is a challenge at 7 p.m in the evening at home apparently there's, there's only so much only so much my vision with that apple pie can go you know yeah well there's only so much web surfing my fire stick yeah. can do i mean I that's mean, very <laughs> true there comes a time in every man's life where cortana cannot understand your slurs <laughs> hey Sarah, hey yeah alexa <laughs> alexa play Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I don't know that one. Uh, God, Alexa. <laughs> Michael, can you please repeat that? It's like, no. Wow, my so, Alexa yeah. talk to me now ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to slur it enough so that no one's got activated, okay? I tried. Now playing Justin oh! Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also think going forward that the legal ramifications for content and licensing and all that is going to be too much for my brain to handle. So I, I should hope that whatever, however they, they may happen to do it, you know, it's like there needs to be a disclaimer, I think, just like there is whenever you get a DVD or Blu-ray or something saying that the uh, the expressed uh, views are not necessarily, uh, you know, belong to Dragon Con as an organization. So therefore, they're just covered under that sort of thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd have to talk to yeah. our attorney about that. But yeah, pretty much. I do know that, you know, some some conventions, uh, there's been experiences where people have feel like they have more freedom to talk in, in a in a person panel than they do in something that's recorded um because they feel like it won't come back on them um although in this uh, day and age everybody's recording we stuff, all have so. cameras yeah yep. so <laughs> I, I don't know that you know that's that's just part of what's what's happening in the future so mm-hmm. i um, mean in the 2000s yes because the only person recording a panel was the guy at the back of the room in the grand ballroom <laughs> exactly right and there was no youtube but now anything you say in public could be posted to the web in five seconds so yeah. Well, and most likely there is somebody in the room with you uh-huh. recording, recording it, it live, live or streaming it live. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they can get a signal in the bowels <laughs> of the Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only do panels in the bowels of the Hyatt moving forward. <laughs> um, I know going forward, um, like I said, after Dragon Con, uh, the, we've mentioned before that the American Classic Sci Fi track is almost like they pay us uh, as providing content. <laughs> Uh, to uh, if only, that's if sort of only, off, that's only sort of, shekels, sir. I know, right? That's <laughs> that sort of off-season programming. So they're they're keeping DragonCon alive, so to speak, throughout the whole year. Every Thursday, you can see a panel that they provide. Um, do we know if any other panels are doing? Any I was just sort of about off-season? to ask that. I don't think anybody else is. I, I've not seen anything on Facebook. No. Yeah, my feed. I, I've seen some discussion about trying to start some, yeah. but uh, I think only Joe and Gary are the ones that, are, that have been just keeping yeah. it rolling. I did, like this. I did, did see somebody asking when is the app coming out? So, oh, that <laughs> bastard! <laughs> wow, 
Is this where we drink? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's been 84 years. <laughs> we, we, we're still waiting for the one from last year. Um, <laughs> no, it's still on my phone. <laughs> um, well, if anybody listening out there happens to know that of a track that is providing content, let us know, because I would be more than happy to help promote any track that's providing uh, off-season mm-hmm. content for Dragon Con folks, because that I think that's cool. Anything that's keeping the convention alive Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the year uh, needs to be rewarded so and supported. Oh, God, yeah, because if not, Joe and Gary have to start paying. They're going to have to start paying <laughs> a network. Oh, they'll pay. They, they don't think they don't oh, pay. Oh, will they? Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're going like, to like the currency. Yeah. But they'll pay. <laughs> yeah, we'll all pay. Um, Man- animal oh, VCR tapes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it will be paid in Hulk cologne. You win first prize. It's a VR tape, Joe. I don't want it. I don't want it. No, I don't want any more Hulk cologne, Joe. No. Uh, so I've already got my pool filled to the brim of it. Um, anything else regarding uh, virtual programming going forward, or you know what 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 you experienced last year? I think I mean, it's going to be even I more. Would imagine so. that. Yeah. I, I mean, I imagined they are already working on a contingency, you know, mm-hmm. instead of wait, instead of like being like, okay, we have to throw this together in three weeks. If, if it does so happen that we can't have an in-person con, like I'm sure they're already working behind the scenes on ways to improve virtual. If that's the way the con has to happen again. So in my opinion, if we go virtual again, like we've only seen the we've only seen the beginning of what they're capable yeah. of. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and to to that end, to that end, I mean, even if they develop all the infrastructure for it, and then we go live, you know, should go to the con this year. You don't just toss that infrastructure no. away. I'm sure they'll do something with it. You know, it, it's a lot of work to put up. That you know, they're not just going to toss it in the bin and be like, okay. I mean, if, cool. if nothing else, <laughs> keep the dealers' room website active because Mike, you were more successful. What? In some ways, yes, yeah. I well, sold I, more. I, I sold more merchandise uh, yeah. in person, but I actually sold more books um, virtually. So that was a weird yeah. thing. But yeah. So, but still, it, it, if it's another income stream to help everyone during this Absolutely. time, yeah. do both. Yeah. Have them have them in person at the con. Have them online at the same time. Yeah, there were some people I was able to buy stuff with that I've never even been able to get close to their table yeah. because the crowds of people. Mm-hmm. Except for Chessex, who wasn't there, but you know, well, the one year oh, to shop. Chessex. I had to go shop for my <laughs> annual dice on Amazon. I felt like such a <laughs> such a noob, such a noob. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So if they have to go virtual, or even if they're in person, uh, we do hope that there's still some virtual programming going into next year, or this year, actually. Man, it's still weird for me to say that. Um, uh, so that's cool. Thanks everybody. Um, and if anybody out there has, uh, something, a point that we didn't make or has any ideas on, on how they can improve things, please let us know. Cause we'd be more than happy to, now we're not associated with the con in any official capacity. So, uh, we've had emails before that have, uh, offered us suggestions for the con itself. And, and we do not have the ears of the, uh, <laughs> of the powers that be at Dragon Con. Um, Talking to the wrong people here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we would be more than happy to, you know, have you on or support you in your behalf. So, um, yeah, reach out to us. And uh, we always like hearing from folks. Um, that's going to draw a close to the first episode 
of the 2021 DragonCon report, folks. Um, much thanks to our station crew here. Uh, first of all, thanks, Michael, for joining us. Hey, thanks. It was my pleasure to be here. Um, if anybody is interested in going to the con uh, and it's your first time, I want to really quickly promote uh, the DragonCon newbie stuff that's on yes. Facebook. We talked about it a little bit here, uh, but if you go search Facebook for DragonCon newbies, you'll find our group there. It's about 5,000 people strong, and that's because we've got people who, who came in as newbies and they they stuck around to offer advice the next year. And so it's it's a very friendly community. We all will, will help you out to, to get everything you can uh, lined up so you can come to this convention and see what we're talking about. Uh, just answer the security questions and away you go. Once again, it's DragonCon Newbies on we Facebook. We have a link to that in our show notes. Of course, we look forward to hearing some reports from you throughout the year. Um, just off the, the cuff, uh, are there any sort of, uh, is there, with the response pretty good? Was there, do you think you is there any more interest, any less interest this year going into DragonCon? Uh, it's about about the same, I think. We've seen uh, you know about the same number of people this early in the year who've been uh, popping in and and joining the the group. And there's been you know a few discussions here and there about well, it's my my first time at DragonCon. I want to be able to go. What do I do? And we start talking about hotel rooms and, and air travel and that kind of thing again, and, and kind of getting them the the lay of the land. Uh, we've been you know putting some videos up just to kind of keep interest sparked, and and we're all just like we said before, waiting to see what happens. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we, we don't have any, any further answers than anybody else. And we're not, you know, an official part of the con. So we don't have their ear necessarily, but you know, we'll, we'll give you what we can when awesome. we get it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Welcome to your official, first official season on the Dragon Con Report. We appreciate you joining us. Happy to be here for my first official <laughs> for sure. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to fit right in. Um, <laughs> like we had any doubt? Exactly. Uh, tell the folks about your uh, Facebook group as well. Uh, so I uh, am the main admin for the also unaffiliated officially with Con, but it is the Dragon Con Parties, Meetups, and More group. Um, obviously, not much posted since uh, Virtual Con, but basically uh, when, when events start getting thrown out there, whether it's the themed uh, dance parties of the night, late night DJ sets, uh, puppet shows, uh, costume meetups, whatever, um, that's where people can come together to post about that stuff there that you, not, you will not necessarily you, you know, find in, in your schedules. Um, I mean, we're not posting like secret room parties or anything, but <laughs> darn right, you're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so, sometimes people, you know, they they might miss which which party is each night because um, the schedule can get overwhelming, uh, or they might miss uh, announced changes for events, stuff like that. So, uh, and individual track um, heads, uh, you know, because each track sometimes has events. So they come on there and, and uh, promote their their track events as well. Uh, we we promote the Filk tracks, uh, concourse stage shows, and all that as well. So it's go. it's a cool group. So I encourage people to check that out as well. Uh, and thank you, Darren. Of course, another year, another Dragon Con, right? Another year, sir. Another year. <laughs> Let me open and count the badges. <laughs> Where can people find you online, sir? Um, I'm at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where I do the podcast with a bunch of Legion fans that talks all about the DC Comics Legion of Superheroes goodness. Awesome. That is the, that is my manimal hill that I will die upon. <laughs> and um, 
and I'll, I'll be on ESO soon in March to do another uh, Rainbow Room edition. Yes, yes. Looking forward to that for sure. Yep, it's going to uh, be gotta, fun. Yeah, we've got it's some great stuff coming up this season. Opulent, darling. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And of course, thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible. Hey, I'm just the guy who keeps on hitting record. So it's pretty awesome, man. It's going to be fun. Whatever happens with the con this year, it's just fun hanging with you guys and learning and doing. And you know what? I already got new recipes planning for the con, so we'll have to wait and see what we come up with. All right. Yes. More experimentation. Of course. You, More that's experimentation what con... with fermentation. I, I expect people uh, well, are you right. Could, you could say yeah. fermentation. I could say other things. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm you know. expecting the cosplayers right now are working on their black and white uh, WandaVision outfits. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes. Because oh, yeah. so, yeah. it's like the first new thing we got you know, that's like new, you know? So yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't think we'll see all over that. So I don't think we'll see many max Lords. I really don't. Probably not. No. <laughs> not as, not as many as we hoped. And if I see a jellical cat, I swear to God, I am kicking. Oh, there's going to be at least one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, note to hey, self. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 we encourage all fandoms, so no matter how strange. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, every, like, what's the, 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 the quote that uh, they used, uh, the main character used in Justified, an episode of it's like, you know, everybody's entitled to their, their hobbies, and I'm entitled to think some of those are creepy. Uh, so, uh, um, but yes, we try to cover all we can with these uh, episodes. So to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website, social media outlets. Uh, all the tracks are active on Facebook groups as well. So check them out. Uh, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Uh, the, the show itself can be found on Google Plus, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc. Again, we can uh, for feedback, we can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and our new website, dragonconreport.com. We also have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO network page. And of course, don't forget to help support us on the ESO network Patreon page. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we hope to see you all at the con. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO network, your station for all things geek.
storm. That's the end.